God's Word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. This is Will Rice, and First Light is a brief Bible challenge encouraging you to read God's Word, to think about God's Word, and to live it in real life. So I have to tell you that looking at babies makes me feel claustrophobic. So uh, our first grandchild came home from the hospital just recently, and uh, I observed them wrap him up tighter than a cork in this blanket, just wrap, 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 kind of like a, you know, a, a butterfly in a cocoon. And I thought, man, that looks really tight. That looks really restrictive. That looks really uh, claustrophobic. But I was told that it made him feel safe. It made him feel warm. It made him feel like it probably felt a little bit like being in the womb of his mother. Now, I, I don't know about that. And I don't know that anyone has actually asked him if that is the case, but we all suppose that. You know, Israel had been um, in bondage. Israel had been in Egypt, and they were about to be born into a wide open new land, much like an infant going from the safety of its mother's womb into a wide open world. And in Deuteronomy chapter 12, Moses addresses the people of Israel. In verse 1, he says, These are the statutes and judgments which ye shall observe to do in the land which the Lord thy God, uh, Lord God of thy fathers, giveth thee to possess it all the days that you live upon the earth. So God, God gave this land, you're going to possess this land, and you're going from a very restricted space, space to a, a place to a very wide open space. And so there are still yet restrictions. There are still yet limitations. There are judgments and statutes um, to help you live all the days upon the earth, to, to help you live a, a, a productive life. Now, Israel had for some time been in transit. They'd been in the wilderness, but they'd been fairly, fairly close together geographically. There was the, the tabernacle. Uh, before there was a temple, there was a tabernacle in the center of camp, and then the 12 tribes camped in order around that tabernacle. They were, you know, in a relatively short proximity to the tabernacle where God's manifest presence was the entire time. They were soon to be in a wide open land. Two and a half tribes would be on the other side of the Jordan River. Uh, the tabernacle would not be as close in proximity to any of the children of Israel. So, God was, through Moses, giving them some limitations. He was giving them some, some boundaries in, in which to channel uh, themselves in this new land. Now, three purposes I, I've seen, I, I've read, and I think these are, are true uh, for these limitations. One was to em emphasize the singularity of God, the singular nature of God. They were going into a land of, of people who had many, many gods, polytheists, and they were to be reminded there's but one God. He is, his name is Jehovah. Second of all, it was to emphasize these limitations, the purity of God and the way he was to be worshipped. It was not up to them how they were to worship God. It was up to God how he was to be worshipped. And then third of all, in a day where they were far apart from each other, that is the 12 tribes, what is written here emphasized the unity of these tribes. They were not unified geographically. They were unified spiritually, mentally, the way they thought. And so what, what follows is two distinct elements that bring to us one distinct lesson. One is the generosity of God, and the other is the limitations uh, of God, or the limitations God placed upon his own people. So what are the limitations, first of all? Well, first of all, six times in this chapter, you find reference to the place. Uh, 
where they were to worship the, the, the tabernacle. Now, the tabernacle was movable, but they weren't to decide themselves where they were going to worship Jehovah. That was decided. The place which the Lord your God shall choose, a place, um, take heed to thyself that thou offer not thy burnt offerings in every place that thou goest. So several times the Bible is emphasizing that the, the limitations, this is the God, this is the place. So they weren't to rely on their sight, they were to rely on God's. Verse 8 says, Ye shall not do after all the things that we do here this day, every man whatsoever is right in his own eyes. You're in a wide open new land, but it's not up to you to decide where to worship or what to do. There's a God. Uh, in verse 25, the Bible says, Thou shalt do that which is right in the sight of the Lord. So, God's sight, not your sight. Uh, God's sight, not what other people are doing. In verse 30, he says, Don't inquire after the gods of the land, saying, How do they worship their gods? You don't worship God the way they worship their gods. The reason being, men make gods, little g, God, the Creator, made us. If God made us, then it's up to Him to determine how we are to worship Him. Uh, you know, most of us listen to podcasts and other things on a fairly regular basis, and that is not necessarily wrong. But Perhaps like no other day in history, it is very important that we know what God says, who God is, and therefore how we should live as we hear this cacophony of voices all around us giving man's thinking about this world that God created. In verse 32, God says, don't add to what I've said. Don't diminish from what I've said. God says this again in Revelation. Look, there's a limit. The place for you to worship. God's sight, not your sight. God's ways, not their ways, are the pagans. Don't add to my words. Don't, don't take away from my words. So there are a lot of what you might call limitations. But the context for all this is the generosity of this God. In verse 10, the Bible says, and it does a couple times here, God gave you this land, the land that God gave. The Canaanites didn't surrender this land. Israel didn't grab this land. God made this land. God owns this land, and God gave the land. In verse 18, in numerous other places, the Bible talks about rejoicing. When you worship God, when you eat meals with your family, rejoice. God's limitations were not to limit their joy, it was to limit their sorrow. In verse 20, the Bible says, When the Lord thy God shall enlarge thy border. So they were going from a constricted space and they were being birthed into a wide open new land. And it was very important for them to remember the singular nature of God, the purity of the worship that they gave to him and the unity they were to have one with another as his people. So what is the upshot of all this? The upshot is God is generous. Let him limit or channel, if you will, your life. You know, this is not again to limit our joy. It's to limit our sorrow in verse 31. The Bible makes reference to a God who's not named, but most certainly is, is, is meant here. And that is the God Molech. The people of the land sacrificed, many of them, their own children to, to Molech, this fiery God. They would kill their children and sacrifice to Molech. Some of the kings of Israel would later do this as well. God was not limiting their freedom. God was limiting their sorrow. God is a generous God. So what of you today? Are you letting God channel your life? Are you letting God limit you to what is, is good? Look, what about your ambitions? It's not wrong to have ambitions, but it is wrong to have ambitions without consulting God. What does God actually want? 
These people weren't just going in willy-nilly into a wide open land. They were following the guidance of the God who made the ground upon which they stood and the ground which he had promised Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. What about your worship? Look, worship is to be informed more by the God we serve than the, the, the way we feel or what we want. Do people worship God? That is, it may their Sunday morning service, for instance, look differently if they live in Nashville or if they live in the Philippines or if they live in Ghana? Perhaps there are things where uh, the worship of the transcendent God may be somewhat informed by where the worship is taking place. But the bottom line is that my worship of God is about attributing worth to Him not pleasure to myself or gratifying myself in some way that I, I worship God. Worship is about the transcendent God that created the universe. So do you feel restricted today? Do you feel hemmed in like God is restricting you and binding you? Do, do you chafe at that? If you are, then maybe it's time to look at the generous nature of the God who gives us joy and who enlarges our borders.